and I want to welcome you to another in our Healthcare Marketing Audio Podcast series. Today, we're speaking to Dennis Jolly. Dennis is Senior Director of Marketing at University of Utah Healthcare. He oversees the marketing efforts for four hospitals, 10 community clinics, a health plan, and a growing network of affiliate hospitals and physicians throughout the Intermountain West. As the region's only academic medical center, University of Utah Healthcare serves a five-state region covering over 10% of the lower 48 states. Dennis has been in his current role nearly a year. His previous experience includes work in communications and marketing roles at the Office of the U.S. Surgeon General and with two international foundations working to improve health in developing regions. Dennis, welcome and thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Lonnie. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'd like to start out by asking you, uh, it, what is the single biggest misperception that people in the healthcare community who are not affiliated with an academic medical center have about AMCs? You know, that's an interesting question because uh, some of the perceptions out there that I think AMCs would like to consider misperceptions we've earned. Um, you know, we can be viewed as an ivory tower at times or dinosaurs who are slow to adapt. Um, but I think the biggest misperception is that you can't get really great personalized, high, quali high quality and high patient satisfaction care at a reasonable cost in an academic medical center. But um, the pressures of healthcare reform and just general economics pressures uh, are forcing academic health centers to start doing that. And uh, I think that people are starting to figure that out, but I think it's still a pretty big misperception that we're expensive and we're not going to treat people well, but that's not necessarily true. Well, how much and in what ways do you try to feature and leverage your AMC status in your public marketing and advertising? You know, for us, when we're talking to consumers and the public in general, we really try and emphasize our expertise. Um, we have really smart doctors who are on the cutting edge. That is, at times, a double-edged sword for us. Um, you know, here at University of Utah Healthcare, we struggle a little bit, honestly, with a perception where the people, the public says, I want to go there if I'm really sick, but they don't necessarily think of us for standard care, primary care, seeing a primary specialist, that type of thing. So we have to work pretty hard to broaden their perception of us beyond that. Um, we also emphasize our technology and that we are here when you need us. So again, it's a double-edged sword. Um, and then access to cutting-edge care, be it clinical trials or otherwise, that's also a double-edged sword because people don't necessarily want to be guinea pigs either. Well, how do you measure the perceived greater value to the public of being treated at an academic medical center? Uh, um, you know, how do you try to measure it? We do pretty regular consumer perception surveys, and we ask them questions ranging from simple top-of-mind awareness to very specific, if you had X condition, where would you want to go? Um, and that's important for us to measure whether we are growing public preference for a particular service area as well as for the system as a whole or losing ground in an area like that. And it, that's our primary uh, way of identifying that. We also work quite a bit with the payers who um, are contracted with us to get perceptions through them of whether or not their patients want to come to us and then try and do messaging that helps target those areas where we might have some 
leakage or erosion. Okay, that makes sense. So how do your competitors try to position themselves to compete with the reputation of an academic medical center like yours? You know, we're in an interesting environment here along the Wasatch Front in Utah in particular where we're not the 800-pound gorilla. There's a large independent nonprofit health care system that's really a great health system as well as two other for-profit health care systems. Um, and so we have the benefit of being the only academic medical center. A lot of academic medical centers have other academic medical centers right nearby, even in the same town um, that, they're, that they compete with. We don't have that problem. But we are competing with community hospitals, some of whom are really great, you know, level one trauma centers, that kind of thing. What we have noticed is, you know, we, uh, I'm proud to say, uh, we're in the University Health System Consortium's uh, top ten for quality and patient safety the last three years in a row. And as we began promoting that, we saw a shift in our market where our competitors began promoting their quality using other um, quality rankings, whether it be health grades or the Truven top 100 hospitals or, or those kind of things. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because quality is incredibly important, and I think as healthcare systems and as hospitals, uh, you know, marketers, we have a responsibility to be talking about quality. The problem is it's very difficult for patients to understand and there are so many rankings out there. I mean, I think there's like 5,000 top 100 hospitals if you look at the actual <laughs> lists that they have and, and everything. So, you know, and I think that what that does is that confuses and frustrates consumers. So you had uh, just mentioned the topic of patient safety in terms yeah. of ranking. Uh, how do you gauge the public uh, perception or concern about the issue of patient safety in a, a hospital setting? You know, patient safety is one of those things you have to be careful talking about because you don't want to bring up the issue of patient safety if they hadn't thought of it themselves because it scares the devil out of people. Um, nobody wants to have something left in them or have an adverse event or whatever the case may be, but the simple fact is hospitals are run by people and mistakes happen. Um, so you... so. When you're talking about patient safety, you know, we're very transparent with our safety. That's one of the reasons we participate in the University Health System Consortium. Um, the, their patient safety net is important for us and and uh, to both improve our quality of care and our patient safety and in terms of seeing how we compare against our peers. But, you know, what you want to do is make people feel like they can trust us when they come to us in any healthcare environment people are giving us a loan on their tr on their trust whenever they come to us and it's our responsibility to make them feel comfortable that we're going to give them the best care possible um, and that we're going to keep them safe I, I think that that's just a minimal expectation for patients and but you know the news stories out there I think scare people well that's a great uh, explanation so um, let me ask you a different type of question. What do you see as the biggest challenge that you face as an AMC that most people in or out of the healthcare provider community might be surprised to learn? You know, I think that uh, academic medical centers, um, the in our institution, but in other institutions that I've spoken to as well, uh, where I have colleagues, you know, the 
the School of Medicine side of an academic medical center is really an 18th or 19th century uh, entity. Um, it's built around academic departments and specialties and divisions who, depending on the institution, may or may not play well with each other. And so breaking down silos is important because, as I say to our physicians all of the time, they don't care whether you are a facial and plastic reconstructive surgeon who is in the division of otolaryngology, or if you are a plastic surgeon, they just want a nose job. They don't care if you're a neurosurgeon or an orthopedic surgeon. They need their back taken care of. And so one of the biggest challenges, I think, is breaking down those academic silos to make ourselves more accessible to the public. That makes total sense. So how do you approach your annual marketing plan? Uh, meaning, uh, do you get budget approval first and then determine the best ways to use those dollars? Or do you build a strategic marketing plan based on the AMC goals for the next year and try to make a compelling case for the required marketing budget to your upper management? Well, I'm really lucky here in that I have senior leadership, um, both in our the CEO of University of Utah Healthcare, who's also the Dean of the School of Medicine and the Senior Vice President of the University, Dr. Vivian Lee, and then the CEO of our medical group, our faculty practice group, Dr. Sean Mulvihill, and the CEO of our hospitals, David Entwistle, um, all work together really well, and they're all on the same page. And they've really invested in marketing. They view it as an investment, as more than a cost center, and they understand that importance. We also, again, under their leadership and in response to health care reform, have really made some significant changes recently that I think are helping us in that we start with saying, okay, what are our clinical priorities, academic and research priorities? Where do we need, feel like we need to grow? What is the market telling us where we need to grow? And then we have what we call a readiness assessment, where we, de we evaluate all of the clinical programs on their readiness. And we evaluate them based on um, access, access, so um, how long it takes to get an appointment, patient satisfaction scores, uh, how efficiently they're, they're using their clinic, and their financial performance. And we put all of that into a bucket and develop priorities um, and then based on that, uh, I propose a budget and draft campaigns uh, to meet those goals. And they're, they're constantly, we're kind of on an 18-month rolling, ongoing planning process, really. We're kind of okay. always thinking about 18 months out. All right, that's very interesting. So I, I the one, readiness one... assessment was really the biggest shift for us. You know, instead of just saying, well, you know, the neurosurgeons are griping, so we're going to do a neurosurgery campaign or something like that. We say, who are our customers wanting access to, and can we provide the access? If we can't, we encourage the operational leaders to fix that problem, and then as soon as they're ready, we pull the trigger on a campaign. Great. Uh, thank you. Um, one final question today. What would you say is the most surprising success that you've seen in marketing your AMC that you wouldn't have expected to be that successful? You know, for us, um, we were the first major healthcare system 
to put all of our uh, patient satisfaction scores and comments on the website by physician. So we post every physician's patient satisfaction scores and their comments. We only pull comments that either violate protected health information or are just flat out vulgar. <laughs> Other than that, the good, the bad, and the ugly are up there. Um, and, you know, it's really kind of the trip advisor for physicians. And we thought it would help people choose a physician and drive traffic to to our website and our physician profiles, but we did not expect a 93% increase. Wow. That, that was the increase, a 93% increase in traffic to our physician profiles. Um, people are going to them, they are reading them, and they are telling our physicians, I chose you because I saw your scores. Really interesting. Well, yeah, well, that's yeah I, would, I, I think it's something in terms of transparency that, that we should do in industry-wide. Um, and I'm glad we did it, and I'm glad we were one of the first ones to do it, but I did not expect it to have the impact it has. Also, the, the other unintended impact was our patient satisfaction scores jumped significantly once those went live because the physicians knew we were really, really serious about it. Very interesting. Thank you. So we've been speaking today with Dennis Jolly, Senior Director of Marketing at the University of Utah Healthcare. And Dennis, really appreciate your time. Very interesting uh, observations. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more about uh, your successes. Well, thank you, Lonnie. It's been a pleasure. And I always enjoy reading your newsletters and listening to your podcast. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate the plug. And by the way, if you're listening to this audio podcast and you have more questions uh, about the topics, uh, please feel free to give us a call here at Healthcare Success Strategies.